you like football, basketball, you're chilling with the homies, bet them whatever. This is the podcast you love. We're not industry professionals. We say this shit all the time. We're just a couple homies trying to get the quick flip off the sports ting. No long talking, no lies, no limits. This is no cat bets. I'm your host, Plus Mo. I got Heavy365 with me. What up? What up, what up, what up? In the senior NFL tour with the top of top correspondent. He's the samurai sword point spread killer. Fantasy teams in disarray right now. It's all over Twitter. The, the, the team's just breaking up at the seams. A lot of tension going on right now in the fantasy world. Uh, we can discuss that later. For now, he's known as Grizz. What up, Grizz? What up, no cap nation? We, ca- we called last week's episode explanations, but we really have explanations for you this week. Um, who knows what the title's gonna be? Grizz, 12 and nine, heavy, 12 and nine, myself, 14, seven and one. As a team, we're 38, 24 and one on the season. That's good enough for 60%. Only looking to go up from here. So let's get down to business. As we do every episode, we go with the no cap recap. Heavy, you would have looked like the sharpest guy ever last week if your picks panned out. So why don't we just talk about it? Let's just knock them all down. Well, pretty much we had um, my worst picks of the week, uh, which I went 0-2 on. I had Detroit, I had the Jags, Jags plus three and a half. Um, just kind of put too much into what I seen in the Miami game. But um, just looking back at it, like the game was kind of controlled by Miami. So I think it was just an overreaction on my part. So um, just being on the wrong side, they got smoked. Um, I was on Detroit, just felt like it was a Super Bowl spot, especially with them not winning a game yet. Um, They obviously don't know what the hell to do um, with Jared Goff there. So yeah, they didn't score much points. They got blowed out as well. So it was just another bad take for me there. But um, the one bright spot that I had, I had the, um, the Giants plus 10. That was against the Chiefs. I mean, you were going head to head actually in that game. Um, it really saved my ass to be honest so shout out to the Giants um, they came through they did their thing just wanted to say with the Chiefs too um, as I said earlier pretty much bro you can't bet the Chiefs right now minus 7 or higher um, you just see um, they're just not performing right now so yeah um, shout out to the Giants once again that was the only luck that I had but yeah <laughs> would have looked crazy sharp just ended up looking crazy went 1 and 2 uh, but, but the Giants, the Giants look was a really good look, man. And, you know, I might introduce the reverse siren if we ever have disagreements again, because, you know, you did bring up some good points in that take. Uh, at one point you had said, listen, like if it's this line, I want nothing to do with it so much that I'll go the other side. And uh, yeah. there's just way too much public confidence in a Chiefs team that just doesn't look the same anymore. It's not, it's not even that I really liked the Giants. It was just the line was too big, and with their their record against the spread lately, like it was it was Giants or nothing. So yeah, shout out to the Giants. And then we got Grizz coming in as well. You know what I mean? Not not necessarily an upswing week. We saw a reunion with uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, we had a little bit of disagreement on the Tampa Bay game, and uh, he had the Washington Football Team, which he nicknamed the WTF uh, team. And yeah, definitely showed why they're the WTF team. Go on and tell us about the one and two last week. All right. Well, I definitely was screaming WTF at my screen last week when Washington gave up the cover. They had a chance to keep it with 
chances. They couldn't do anything. So there was that. Uh, you were definitely right about the Saints, even the outright money line, uh, which I know. It's that reverse siren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, I even thought that even after uh, James went out, that the chances would have won up. No, Tampa looked like they could have won. No, it is what it is. No, it was a good pick by you. But our lone bright spot over here, a little reliable. And uh, the obvious spot, outright money line, it came through Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll take that. Keep it moving. Back at it. Back to business. We still got a lot of season left. So, you know, I'm looking forward to another one of those hot streets that we had through week through week three through six or whatever that was where we just kept going off. I mean, it's got to happen where you have these little peaks. It's peaks and valleys. You know what I'm saying? It's a marathon, not a sprint. 60%. We got only up to go from here. Myself, I had the Buffalo Bills. Had a little bit of a scare at the end, but they ended up just coming through. A couple bad beats for you people who, went, who, who faded the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry for you. Um, the New Orleans Saints, I felt like was the best look for me the whole week. Uh, I'd looked at it a couple of days prior. So yeah, we had already spoke about that, just being on a different side and, and knowing it's an AFC South matchup and New Orleans does have a lot to play for that second place spot. And then I also had the Kansas city chiefs, which we just discussed. I don't have anything to believe in. Let's close the no cap recap with a big shout out to everybody listening uh, to no cap bets, keep subscribing on whatever Google podcast, Spotify, we're on Apple music podcasts, whatever it is you get your podcast on, make sure you hit subscribe to no cap bets. We're going to switch things up getting into this week's games. Um, we've got a new little segment and we're going to just call this segment not involved instead of just running through the whole slate and just saying not involved. We're just going to tell you off the rip. We're not involved. These are the games we're not involved in. Miami, they're playing Houston at home, five and a half. The Vegas Raiders are on the road against the Giants. This line is three, not touching it. Buffalo on the road at Jacksonville. No one's touching it, not involved. Although I'm, I'll probably play that one on a parlay. We got Green Bay. They're on the road against KC, not involved. That line is seven. Arizona, very short line. They're playing the San Francisco 49ers, and that is three. Any thoughts on the game, Grizz? Um, I kind of like uh, that Miami. I see uh, Tyron's coming back. Miami, I can't think of the game out of anything. And uh, with Tyron, you know, he's going to chance for a lot more. And that Packers game, I kind of like the, the trend where the good team with their backup showing up playing a little harder, you know? Especially against a team like Cavs who can't cover a spread to save their life. So, yeah. Any thoughts on the games we're not involved in, Heavy? Nah, no opinion on any of those <laughs> games that you mentioned. <laughs> Let's get to what they, the people came for. They want to hear us hit those sirens, get those locks. First game, Cincinnati Bengals, very short line. They're favored two points against the Cleveland Browns. I'm hitting the siren. Give me the division dog, 
Cleveland Browns to win this game outright. You might have heard them all in the news, all in the newspapers, if people even have newspapers anymore. Talking about OBJ. This is a team that, to me, is just getting really undervalued. Cincinnati Bengals are like the real big bro. Sorry, the little bro, the littlest bro of the AFC North. You might have saw us a couple episodes back take the Bengals and then they smash the Ravens and you're thinking, oh man, that's amazing. Like they're 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 a different team this year. Lightning can never really strike twice. If if that's the case, then the Cincinnati Bengals would really be projected to be atop of the AFC North, which they're not. They're not behind the Steelers, they're not behind the Ravens even though they pulled one off and they're definitely not behind the Browns in terms of skill set. I didn't really have to pull any trends for this one. I just really like the value. It's a division dog spot. It's been very, very, very uh, lucky for me this season. So my first lock, Cleveland Browns. Any thoughts, gentlemen? was a great take, but um, no opinion on that game as well. You know, to be honest, um, people don't really take in the fact that Cleveland has played a lot better without Odell than they have with him. So, you know, all this that's been going on this week, mm. you know what I mean? A lot of it is just talk, but it is what it is, you know? And as it is, I'm going to hit another lock for this next game. We've got the Denver Broncos. 10-point dogs. This one opened at 7.5. The Denver Broncos are 10-point dogs against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm hitting the siren. Give me the Denver Broncos. I mean, we've been waiting to catch the Broncos in a dog spot all year. We finally got it. There's a Von Miller trade. They're all in the news. I expect the public to be all over the Cowboys. And wherever the public goes, I go the other way. That's what we do over here on No Cap Bets. This one is clearly already showing that it's getting public money. It's opened at seven and a half. Line's moving up. Dallas 7-0 and ATS this season. You're probably looking at them and you're like, oh, that's easy money. I'm going to add them to my eight gamer. They're 7-0 and ATS. This is the week that it stops. Dak is back. You know, I got a chance to talk to one of my homies today and I was like, yo, if this line is like over six and a half, I go the other way, you know? And he said, you know what? Dak is back. He's going to smash whatever because they threw in a little backup and he came and won that shit. So, I don't expect the chemistry to be all that. I don't really see a, a big reason to make this. And I I noticed this year Dallas is just in a lot of tight games for no reason. This gives me an opportunity to catch some value on Denver as a double-digit dog. I'm all over that. Give me the Denver Broncos, second lock. What are your thoughts, guys? No opinion, but good luck. <laughs> you know what? If there's a week to bet against Dallas maybe around this time because they're definitely overvalued and their lineup is definitely a little banged up but what do I know? well let's hear how you feel about this divisional matchup we've got the Atlanta Falcons they're um they're playing they're actually at home against the New Orleans Saints this one is six and Grizz I'm gonna just hit the siren uh give me 
Give me two seconds. All right, you got it. So, I'm going with uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to just go with that right there. And aside from the fact that it is a divisional rival, a divisional matchup, we love divisional dogs. I don't have that. I cannot help but feel that I cannot lay points with Saints being led by Trevor Simeon, the touchdown favorite. I don't really feel comfortable with that. And I feel as though Atlanta I know they just lost Calvin Ridley, but they still got guys like Gage. I know they still got guys like Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson. Guys who are all capable of putting up numbers, even the competitive. So, even the Dirty Birds. Big dog, Atlanta Falcons. Divisional dog. Might take a look at it, add it to the parlay. Grizz's first lock, the Atlanta Falcons. Next game, Grizz is involved. The New England Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Carolina Panthers. Here comes your siren. I like that. I like that take. I like the take because um, I feel like as the season progresses, you know, teams start really finding out who they are. And I I expect New England, based off of this first half, to kind of come on strong and give themselves a chance, at least in the division, you know, or try to compete for a wild card. I don't think they're a tanking ass team. So, uh, no, not a not tank. Yeah. Grizz's second lock, the New England Patriots. We haven't heard anything from Heavy, so I'm going to let him take this one over right here. Actually, wait a minute. There's one last lock for myself. I got to hit the siren in this game where I'm just emotionally torn. It's the Baltimore Ravens against Murky and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm hitting the siren on this one. Guys, for me, this is like the most controversial, like game of like I don't even know why I'm on it. I really should. I I, I was like I I'm gonna be watching, but I couldn't stay away. 
Give me the Minnesota Vikings and Murky for the third and final lock. Did you guys see that coming? I honestly didn't see that coming. To be honest with you, nah, I really didn't. This is just all about the spot for me. Um, I didn't think this line, when I when I saw this line, I was like, this line is not high enough. Like, I don't understand what's happening. So I already knew that there was problems with that. Like, there, it's it's just too easy to, to, to take Baltimore when you see a number like that. And then, you know, you see what happened when they got smashed by the Bengals. You're probably thinking like, oh, like they really got to bounce back, you know? You can't. You can't fade them now. But when you look at the Ravens over this year, it's like they squeaked out that game against the Lions. They don't always show up. So I look at them as a team to potentially show up in big games. But when you get to that second tier, because I'm not going to say Minnesota Vikings is a bottom tier team. I'm going to say when you get to those second to bottom, the middle to bottom tier teams like a Minnesota Vikings, do, do you really show up, show up? So I'm expecting Baltimore to win field goal four, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just get shocked once again at home and have to wake up. You got to remember this team's a little beat up too. Baltimore's we're deep into the season and, and these aren't easy games they're winning. They're winning, they're winning games by a, 70-yard field goal in Detroit on the road. Just because Detroit's trash doesn't mean those are easy games. They're winning them. They're squeaking them in. AFC North as a home favorite since 2019, 23-32 against the spread. As you've heard me mention many, many times on this podcast, Minnesota Vikings, one of the best teams, ATS, off of a loss. Uh, when Grizz called Murky non, Mr. Non-Primetime, he was right about that. No one in the world is looking Minnesota Vikings right now because they've, in fact, been just like their quarterback, a little murky. But when no one in the world is looking, this is the time. My third lock, Minnesota Vikings. I don't hear, I don't hear the man them, but okay. That's this is the shocker. Of- I don't know why I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about that game. But yeah. Shocker of the year, the heel turn. The man just turned heel on the Baltimore yeah. Ravens, dog. This is Hogan turning on WCW and joining the NWO. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> he really oh, took wow. it there. My third lock, Baltimore Ravens. But yeah, we haven't heard a lick from Heavy, so I guess he's involved in the later games or whatever's going on. But there is an opinion from both guys on this one. It is the Chargers. They're on the road. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. This is. If I'm not mistaken, this is one and a half. I want to hear from Heavy. We haven't heard from him at all. Who do you got on this one? All right, so my first lap, um, I'm going to be going with the Eagles plus one and a half. Um, A lot of respect has been given to the Chargers with the line opening at three on the road. But the money has spoken, and now we have the um, the spread dropping to one and a half. Um, I actually agree with the line moving in the direction of the money that the money is going. Um, I look for the Eagles to follow what Belichick and the Pats did last week to keep this game tight. 
Uh, pretty much a money line pick uh, where the lines are right now. I'm going with the Eagles. Um, they're really on and off, but I look for them to play well this week. And um, hopefully they can get that cover for me at one and a half. Go Eagles, go. Have the Eagles been good to you this year? Uh, not really, but yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then Grizz, you actually have something on this game too. Let me go ahead and hit the siren. Final lock, Los Angeles Chargers um, and Heavy's first lock, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what to say on that one. And, and, and hey, we're introducing the reverse siren this episode where if someone likes another take, you can reverse your siren. All right, nobody's reversing the oh, siren. I won't be reversing my siren. Uh, you know what? <laughs> the Eagles are uh, another team that Vegas loves to play with the public. I am never going to reverse on an Eagles game. Well, then, in that case, we've only got two more locks, and that's going to heavy right now. We've got the Los Angeles Rams. They're playing the Tennessee Titans. This line's seven and a half. Heavy, let's hit the siren for you. Tell us who you got. All right, well, um... I'm going to be going with the favorite here. I'm going with the L.A. Rams. Uh, when I did do my write-up, um, I actually had it at six and a half. But seeing that the lines are seven and a half, we'll do seven and a half. Um, just looking at the Rams as the best team in football at this point, And the Titans are just above average. Now, um, you have a very serious injury that took place with Derrick Henry. Um, he's potentially out for the season. Uh, the Titans offense just changes in a big way with that, with that going down. Um, you got to look at um, the Rams' passing game versus this very not-so-good Tennessee secondary. Um, this will be an issue for the Titans to stay close in this game. Stafford is playing out of his mind. I don't see him having a bad game here. Um, I actually think the Rams win by like a couple touchdowns, maybe three, maybe two, um, but we'll see. And, but I'm going with the Rams at uh, minus seven and a half for my second lap. Yeah, interesting spot here. You know what I mean? Because it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to try to capitalize off of, you know, losing Derek Henry. Like that's a big, yeah, that's a big deal. And maybe this is the one time you could touch him. Um, I had this line personally at six. It's just a little too much for me. Grizz, any thoughts on that? I'm sorry, go. Grizz. No? Okay. I mean, what were you going to say, Heavy? No, I was just going to say, like, um, 
yeah, this the Rams. I like how they're playing. So I'll, I'll keep I'll keep the dice rolling with them, and hopefully they can you know you know win by the two touchdowns. Like I said, yeah, yeah. Next game. Right. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, what do you want to know your thoughts on this one, Chris? Yeah, honestly, I expect the Rams to show up still. So, but I don't know what to really make of the, of the line. You know, mm. the goal yeah, the line. You know, already seven and a half is. The money definitely moved to the key number, which is seven. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of sticky. Without Henry, it's kind of hard, too, because you don't know the, how Tennessee is really going to work it. Because um, Henry opens everything up for Tennessee's offense. And without mm-hmm. him in the lineup, they're not as able to sling it and make Tannehill look as good as he's been made to look. What I was gonna say though with that game too, um, thing is actually like one of the hottest teams against the spread in the last five. So I just think they kind of like fuzz out or, or fade out this game, I should say. So mm, yeah, okay. Next game and the final lock, the final game, Pittsburgh Steelers. They did uh they did their diligence by Grizz last week. They're up against the Chicago Bears. Um, both Grizz and I are not involved, but Heavy has his final lock. Let's go ahead and hit that siren. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it short and simple. I'm going with the Chicago Bears plus six and a half. Uh, my reasoning for this take pretty much is, yeah, we have Pittsburgh who couldn't cover five and a half versus Geno. Um, the question here is, can they cover six and a half versus Chicago? Um, Pittsburgh's actually three, um, 0-3 as a fave this season. And uh, they're, they're 31st in offensive success rate, uh, 25th in yards per um, per play. Um, give me the Bears with the points, as the Steelers haven't shown me enough to back them as a fade by a touchdown. Um, yeah, it's Bears are nothing for me. I know it's a bit sticky. Nobody really wants to take part in, in betting the Bears, really. And I, I probably shouldn't even be taking part in this game. But, yeah, I'm going to go Bears 6.5 and, a half and pray, for, um, pray for the best. <laughs> yeah well you know what it's another sussy line like the murky and baltimore situation yeah. it's non-conference um it's the afc north as home favorites and and i'm telling you particularly well when you catch when you catch teams like this in this spot where it just looks too easy but the line is short something's going on any, i don't think they've done anything to really justify to be like favored by a touchdown I know it's the Bears, but it's another. It's a, like a same case scenario with the Eagles. Like you just don't know what you're going to get from these teams. Like every other week, right? We just gotta. If we're betting on them, we just gotta pray for the best, and that's basically what I'm doing here with the Bears. So Monday Night Football, it's gonna be ugly, but yeah, we're going Chicago Bears plus six and a half. <laughs> Sometimes the ugly ones make it. Grizz, I don't know if you necessarily agree with him going against Tomlin. I always love taking the team, fading the team. I might have Heavy's pick on a parlay uh, because I took Pittsburgh last week. What do you got to say about that one? Uh, I have no thoughts on that. <laughs> I respect it. He's on his. He's on his just shout business. Out, shout out to Grizz, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you know we always give some Hove quotes. We didn't get one in, but congratulations to Hove for the for the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? That's why we quote him on no cap bets. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Hove. Forever inspiration, straight up. Forever inspiration. Shout out to Sean Corey. 
Yeah, man. He's, he's, ever since Heavy signed to Rock Nation, like his negotiations have been tough. So holla at us, hope. Um, this has been another episode of No Cap Bets. Before we get out of here, just a quick reminder: bet responsibly. But here are the goddamn picks. Heavy, he's got the Philadelphia Eagles, the Chicago Bears, and the L.A. Rams. Chicago Bears is the Monday night. I probably could have said that last. Grizz has. Hey, the ATL Falcons. I kind of like these looks. He's got the New England Patriots, and he's got the L.A. Chargers. Him and Heavy going head-to-head on one right there. Then myself, I have the Denver Broncos. I have the Cleveland Browns. And I got Murky, Minnesota Vikings, up against the Ravens. Just a reminder, bet responsibly. The gentlemen are 60% on the season, 38, 24, and 21. For Heavy 365, our senior NFL top-of-top correspondent on Plus, it's been another episode of No Cap Bets. Bless up.